lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber, the podcast that hopes one day we'll be casted as the villains in A Karate Christmas Miracle 2. And my name is Larry Wu. And uh, I'm Curtis Weathers. Uh, Larry, good to, good to see you. Yes, happy and holidays. This is our holidays, holiday right? special episode, I guess, which we yeah. kind of do every year. No no uh, elongated discussions about the Star Wars Christmas special. Maybe we'll bring that one up next year or something like that, which I'm sure the new Disney folks will create. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, did the, they did the Guardians Christmas special, so why not yeah. re- do a Christmas one for Star Wars? I don't know. The Guardians Christmas special was cute. Yeah. I like that Mantis had a big role because she is, is often sidelined in the movies. So. I, I think they just got who was free and they just said, let's, yeah. let's film you, you two. <laughs> uh, but the Star Wars one, you know, you could you could do you could do a more serious one, maybe like an Andor Christmas story. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would, that would be pretty intense. <laughs> Andor Andor season two, the Christmas special. There would have to be a heist and a jailbreak in that uh, special. A karate Christmas miracle, Curtis. I think you should try to locate this for this year to watch. 2019, precocious mm-hmm. 10-year-old Jesse Genesis creates a 12 days of Christmas list of tasks. He believes that he can complete them all, including becoming a self-taught karate black belt. Jesse Genesis. <laughs> self-taught right, karate. Right away, I'm sold. I love how I love how you can self teach yourself to reach the, one of the highest levels in karate martial yeah, arts, which right. may, which which then tells me I I I, I discount all karate now. It's like if, <laughs> if I can self teach myself to be a black belt, yeah, yeah. In 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 twelve days was it twelve? Yeah, twelve days. Yeah, yeah. I know. Who knew? Thank you, Je- Je- Jesse Genesis. <laughs> yeah. Now, now we can just cut out the middleman. Who needs who who needs to pay dojo fees? Oh yeah, or 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 join under a sensei. Yeah, exactly. When you can just kind of you know. Oh, speaking about uh, toiling under a sensei, I I saw recently um, a clip of uh, Napoleon Dynamite, mm-hmm. where the two of them go to uh, learn some martial arts or some karate. That's right. Yeah, that guy with the uh, with the American flag bandana. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. That's that's that's. I, us. Just, I just liked how both of them. <laughs> just I like the most lazy. He's you know he's basically come at me and he's showing him how to defend and they just like have the most lazy sort of attacks. That movie was funny. He also had a hilarious name, didn't he? Oh, Rex Quando. Yeah. <laughs> that's right yeah yeah and, and then he and then he was like, and then he tell and he and he tells what tells the brother right to 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 go ahead i'll give you a free free hit and instead of going for a punch or just like a regular click kick like a human being he he goes for the foot sweep yeah a really lazy foot sweep <laughs> just it's like easily defended I think I think Napoleon Dynamite should be a Christmas movie. It doesn't does it take does there a Christmas scene in it? I can't, there is, isn't there? Maybe. I don't think so. 
I, I, thought, the, I don't think it's off the top of my head, but there could be. I think I think they think I think a Napoleon Dynamite Christmas special, but I don't think any of them want to reprise their characters. And they, I don't think they'd be able to capture that same magic. No, I remember yeah. watching that movie for the first time and not getting it at first. I was like, "What did I just watch?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was definitely. Um, I was not in on the joke. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. It was definitely of its time like that guy who i can't remember what the actor Hedder? Like John Hedder? Hedder. yeah yeah he, yeah. And he did the figure skating movie with will farrell afterwards and i don't know if he really did anything else like you're yeah. kind of if once you're napoleon dynamite you're kind of typecast yeah yeah so with the holidays this, this is extra special for you guys with uh with yeah. arthur so so is it is it just it's, has Santa already thrown up in your living room yet, or? Nah, we're not gonna get him. We're not gonna get him anything. Oh, it's not about you getting him stuff. It's about everybody else getting oh, him well, stuff. Oh, yeah, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. <laughs> oh, I mean, well, well, we're still we're still getting we're still getting newborn gifts from from him from like my mom's friends. Like you know, she'll be like, oh, I was just talking to you know somebody who who like who I knew, but like you know haven't seen hasn't haven't seen in a long time. That you know was it was a neighbor on our street my mom's still in touch with and and then we'll get like you know 75 dollars worth of clothes and stuffed animals from 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 the from you know friends of my mom and they're still coming so christmas i can only imagine is going to be even i i don't know what we're going to do for storage we're already running out of room in this house just get ready for Santa to come and throw up in your living room. It's going to happen. <laughs> Better brace yourself. What I am looking forward to is we're we're trying to angle to get like sort of a jolly jumper type thing. Okay. Yep. Excellent. They, they haven't one. been they haven't been banned yet, have they? Like from some kind of weird safety thing. Yet? Amazingly enough, amazingly enough, they're still they're still approved. Um, uh, but but we've seen ones that are sort of like. Because there's the Jolly Jumpers where it's like an arm, like a crane arm, and then the harness hangs down, and then they jump in the harness. Mm-hmm. But that looks that, like we just don't have a lot of room. That would just take up too much room. So, so I like the command center looking ones. Ah, they yes. They go in, and they can jump in the harness, but then they've got like this sort of like, it looks like something from like the original Star Trek, like a command center type of mm-hmm. thing. That's, uh, uh, my brother calls it the circle of neglect. Yes. Impulse speed. <laughs> so I, I'm sure this one's banned because I think the one that we had for Little Man, it 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 can it, it's uh mobile, so you can actually clamp it to any door frame and it cl- it at the, the end of it looked like a giant clothespin. So you'd squeeze it, it would open up, and then the spring would close it on itself. So basically you're pinching the top of the door frame and then ah. jolly jump away. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm sure. I'm sure that was not safe. But hey, I haven't seen that one. But, uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's not safe. Yeah. Because I thought about it, but no, the one that we had wasn't secured to anything. Like I don't remember drilling a hole or having to unscrew anything. I think, I think it just kind of clamped on. And I, and I, <laughs> I, just, I was thinking about it the other day because I was talking to someone else who also um, has said newborn. But uh, no, yeah. it's it's great. Like you, you realize that this time and Christmas, like suddenly you get renewed spirit from it. 
when you have little, a little one, especially when they get more and more interactive. You know, right now, like Arthur's like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it, Christmas brings a whole new whole new life you, especially with the lineup that we have on our show here because uh we we, we we definitely wanted to call this the holidays haters episode because i think some people are probably already sick and tired of the christmas music and seeing oh, yeah. the obnoxious uh lawn ornaments and the, the giant i don't know what what's up with people in the giant inflatable thing there's a guy across the road and he's got this giant inflatable home homer simpson in a Santa hat and it's huge, but I felt so bad for today. Cause it was just getting, it was just getting, getting hammered so bad. It was getting hammered. So Homer's <laughs> like, like basically he's, he's kind of like tucked himself into a, like he's turtling, right? Like he's tucked himself into a sphere and the wind is just battering him all over the place. And it just looks, he just looks so, so sad. This inflatable, <laughs> this inflatable Homer. I couldn't, I, but I couldn't stop watching it. Well, I drank my coffee this morning. It was. Uh, I, I think I'd be okay with maybe another Simpsons character, maybe uh, maybe Spider Pig, inflatable Spider Pig with Santa hat. That'd be yeah. a good one. Yeah. You know, we wanted to kind of take a little different take because, yeah, you know, Arthur's going to have a great time. His first Christmas, it's it's going to be fantastic. You guys are going to enjoy it. But yes, we have our holidays haters uh, little segment that we have here, Curtis. That uh, we we're going to talk about. Well, I guess we'll we'll talk about the first thing, and it's the. Most hated holiday movie. Uh, I'll let you go first, and and I'll go into mine. Well, I, I I kind of I think of this every year because because my wife Heather will watch any and all Christmas movies, and we've already watched a couple of terrible ones this year. There was one with uh, Kelsey Grammer called uh, Father Christmas is Back, um, which was which was. <laughs> pretty bad um what was the one another one we watched uh any any hallmark movie where the super busy um female executive goes back to the hometown oh my god she's watched so many of those and and then and then (laughs) but i'm usually not watching those ones i just see them happening in the background but i sat down with her and watched in its entirety a movie called deck the halls which i think was from like 20 Mm -hmm. 2012 or something uh, uh, Matthew Broderick and Danny DeVito. Ooh, yes. Stinker, right? It was eh? a theatrical release. It was a theatrical release with like a $50 million budget. And and, and I like Danny DeVito. It was just... Oof. So it's it's a little earlier. Deck to Halls is 2006. It was 2006. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was not good. It was no, really no. not good. So, but, but my most hated... I mean, those are easy. Those are fish in a barrel. My, and I don't know if I've talked about how much I hate this movie on the existentialist cucumber before, but I despise Love Actually. Like I just cannot handle it. And I know, and I know many people whose opinions I respect who love it. Uh, in fact, I think like Heather's dad was telling us like really recently that he watched it. You know, him and him and his wife watched it because they love it so much. Quite recently. And to me, it is sad, lonely, and terrible people being passively, aggressively awful to other sad, lonely, and terrible people. (laughs) And then at the end saying, Merry Christmas, and it's all better. Uh, Is it one of those – now, I have to to confess, I've avoided 
and successfully, mind you, having seen Love Actually after all these years. Um, I I only know anecdotally sort of the plot line, and I know it's one of those. Is it one of those like superstar movies that like they're, they're like the fluff movies, but for some odd reason, contractually or not, they somehow got all these big names to be in it, right? Yeah, it's got a really good cast. Yeah, like on paper, it looked like uh, isn't Alan Rickman, Alan Rickman, yeah, Emma Thompson, Bill Nye, um, yeah, Liam like, Neeson. Uh, Hugh Grant. Um, I know I'm missing some more, but yeah, it's it's a yeah. There's a lot of pe- there's a a lot of star power in that movie. This is basically a bunch of dumb vignettes, hmm. and then they kind of like weave into each other, but they're all very stupid. And I think like there's like a little bit of that dry British humor that runs through it that kind of makes people think, oh yeah, this movie is actually quite witty and funny, but it's really kind of sad and hateful. (laughs) Yeah. I I think I've I've ruined it for people before because, uh, you know, like, like I remember going to a Christmas party. uh, It was like hosted by someone on, on our trivia team Mm -hmm. and Heather couldn't make it. I I went and uh, somehow, and this wasn't on the agenda, but somehow they decided to watch love actually. And, uh, and I just couldn't stop. I, I just, I was just tearing it up the whole time. I was just like, this, you're, you're, this is like, this is like some of the most misogynist crap I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I, and I even, even more, I was not welcome back. Did I ever, did I ever tell you about my theory about the most misogynist movie ever made by, by Hollywood? no, is Air Bud. <laughs> you remember the movie Air Bud? I, I, I know of it. I have never seen it. Okay, so it's the story about the dog that subs in for the basketball team, right? Mm, yeah. Okay. They have a girls team. You can't find a girl. Like a, a girl to sub in. <laughs> the best choice you have is the is a golden retriever. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> That goes down as the most misogynistic <laughs> movie of all time. Okay, so, so, so you, so you would rather watch the Hallmark busy executive female goes back to small town. The, the construction company is endangering the the, the town Christmas tree, and the ex boyfriend is there to help, and they meet up after not seeing each other for the last fifteen years. He's yeah. got a simple life; she's got a busy one. They get together, kiss yeah. in front of the tree at the end. <laughs> that's also terrible. That's also terrible. <laughs> I think the reason that I put, I would probably rather watch Love Actually than those, just so that I could make fun of it some more. Okay. Um, but I think the reason why Love Actually is my most hated is because it wastes the talent of a lot of good good people, and yeah. uh, and and there are some there are some okay ideas in it. And I just find, I just find the the script. I think the person who wrote the script had just got dumped before Christmas or something. And just like, just, uh, and, like, li- and, and listening to a lot of Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. And just like, yeah. And just was, yeah. Just turned in this, this, I don't know. I just find it. I just find it to be a real, I, I just find it to be a really weirdly mean spirited movie, hmm. even though, a lot of the people, not everybody, but a lot of the people in the in the movie end up sort of begrudgingly finding happiness. 
it just, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I, I just, I just, I just couldn't believe. I think what happened to the first time I watched it, I was at, my, I was, I was visiting uh, my family for the holidays and they were like, oh, that's all I'll watch a movie. And we usually watch stuff like a Christmas story, which I really like, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, stuff like that. And all three of like my parents and my brother all said that love actually was really good. So, and then I watched it and I was like, Oh my God. That what was, are you seeing? <clears throat> yeah, that was just, that was really difficult. I found it difficult to watch. And then since then, I've probably seen it about three more times in various settings. And, uh, and, and I find I, 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 I my opinion of it does, never improves. But depending on the setting, it can be kind of enjoyable. If there's a couple of other people making fun of it, it can be fun. Drunk Feminist Films, I didn't get to see this, Heather did. Uh, Drunk Feminist Films, which is a, you know sort of a group in, in Toronto who, who uh, put on you know showings of stuff. They've, they've done Die Hard and they've done and they did uh, um, Cats, the cat mm-hmm. that really that really much maligned cats movie yeah and people get drunk and watch them and scream things at the screen i would they did and they did love actually and heather went some friends one of her friends loves love actually and walked out stormed out of the (laughs) of the showing and everybody else got drunk and was was like yelling and laughing at the screen and i would have had a blast watching love actually under those conditions oh yeah Mostly I find I'm just making it, I'm making life miserable for people who really like it because I can't help myself. So, so in a non Christmas story of of that, of watching a movie like that, it was, it was the first time I ever saw a Friday the 13th movie in the theaters. And it was Friday the 13th part nine, I think it was before Jason X. And (laughs) I've never experienced being in a movie theater watching Friday the 13th. And I didn't realize it was just that. Like people are screaming things on the, uh, at the screen. <laughs> Don't go in there. Yeah, yeah. It was totally like that. I was like, this is, this is awesome. Because it's not like, oh, shh, I'm trying to listen to the, the narrative. I might miss something. No, you're, you're having a grand old time. Okay. That's, that's what it was like when I saw the first Saw movie. The only Saw movie I've ever, I've ever seen. It was the first one. And it was that, uh, Midnight Madness at the end of TIFF hmm. and uh, and the directors were two kids at the time uh, were there and uh, and, it, and it was a blast for the same reason just like everybody was every time somebody died like some sort of disgusting horrible death like everybody's like whoa <laughs> <laughs> it was great fun oh okay so let me let me go into my uh, hated movie of all time and this uh, i don't know if it kind of brings back kind of memories of thinking about this movie but i had rented this movie from blockbuster thinking that i would like it for kitschy values because you know i'm a, I'm a weird teenager i saw it rented it 1964's santa claus conquers the martians so it's got that 60s stylistic movie poster that you can only imagine, right? So that's mm-hmm. what the box and I was like, "Oh, this 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 must be awesome, right? This mm-hmm. might this must be like uh science fiction theater 3000, you know, I'll I'll have grand old time watching this and making fun of it." Oh. Oh, it's like so bad. <laughs> oh. It, yeah. It I, sounds I, like how can how can it possibly 
miss, right? Exactly. Yeah. I, I am in Blockbuster. I think, I, you know, I was 16 and I was like, oh, man, this this must be awesome. Disappointed. Because Santa so, basically did he not conquer the Martians. Well, he does. He conquers him with laughter. And apparently that like blows their minds. And, like there's this weird scene where it's a really bizarre scene where Santa, like the Martians kidnap Santa, take him back to Mars. And in this weird scene, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm, I'm explaining this badly because it's been many years. They sent, they introduce Santa to two Martian kids Without any introductions, almost like, you know, they threw him in this room with these two Martian kids. So Santa kind of goes into Santa mode and starts laughing and ha ha because they're little kids, right? Mm-hmm. And apparently the laughter, like they're just basically stoic and the laughter, like it suddenly becomes his superpower. And the laughter suddenly gets transformed into like this maniacal, like black bolt <laughs> weapon. <laughs> he weaponizes his laughter and it kind of like, I don't know, reprograms their brain or, or maybe, I don't know, uninhibits them. And they, they like, just like, there's this weird scene where the kids brains are like unraveling because of Santa's laughter. Larry, I got to be honest with you. This movie sounds amazing the way you're describing (laughs) it. (laughs) So of course, you know, Santa, human kids, Martian kids, Martian grownups, you know, all smiling, high-fiving at the end. (laughs) Oh. I, don't, I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I mean, I, I I do take your word for it that it's objectively awful, but but I'm but I am intrigued by uh, the the black bolts of laughter. <laughs> well, it, it's kind of weird. Like he starts laughing. It's it's just it. it they kind of do the '60s. Well, let's just change like the ho 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 into in it. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like you're in, you and I as the audience watching Santa, we just see ho ho laughter. But to yeah. the Martian kids, it's like this. <laughs> Black Bolt thing. <laughs> Black Bolt, you know, for those being, you know, the Marvel comic dude of the Inhumans. Yes. All right. So, yeah, that's that's some good good movie picks. Uh, again, I have yet to see Love Actually. I think I'll avoid that again this year. But you, you can tell. It. You can tell. Yeah. In, on Facebook, on people's feeds, everywhere. Like, on my, like I kind of go on the odd time just to see the feeds. Oh, it's Love Actually time. And I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> Yeah. If, All right. if, if, if they have on their Facebook page, it's Love Actually time. Probably just a couple of months earlier, they had it's Pumpkin Spice time. In the uh, Venn diagram of things people mm, like, <laughs> Love Actually and, and Pumpkin Spice lattes, yeah. that, that tends to, they tend to overlap. Yeah. I don't think there's much of a transition time. <laughs> okay. So from movies. We always talk about music on the show, Curtis, quite frequently. Most hated holiday song. And this this is probably it's a no-brainer for either of us. Uh, I'll let you go first again. Yeah, and I'm sure I've brought this up before, but I just hate it so much, so I'm going to bring it up again. <laughs> and it's Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. Like, and I, again, no, kind no dispute of, here. Yeah, just terrible. Just, just like... It, it 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 honestly sounds like he got like a Casio keyboard. He put on the he put on like the default loop, like the like like the the sort of demonstration loop, and then wrote oh yeah, lyrics, yeah the one button push, the one button push, yeah, and then wrote and then was like oh this sounds pretty new, and then wrote like lyrics in like you know five minutes, and then 
and then pushed it out and then made a mint off of it. Mm, that's and, the, that's that's the thing, right? Because he makes so much money. I, I think it was last episode we were talking that I wouldn't be surprised if it was if it was like his most profitable song. Well, it just it's just like it gets like this time of year. You cannot avoid it, and I try because I despise it so much. But I I it it'll be in the lobby of a building, or like Heather will put on like the CHFI. Um, you know, that's CHFI's like whole month of Christmas, you know, that they do. And it seems like every time she turns it, turns it on, it's the ding dong, ding dong part of that song. And (laughs) it's like, ah, Christ. And this is the guy who wrote Hey Jude, possibly the greatest rock and roll song ever. Yeah. Again, and, and sort of like, sort of, sort of, and it sort of ties into my problem with Love Actually is It's a guy who's like, you know, a musical legend and and can and can just make, you know, he can he can he can write a hook. He can just pull a hook from thin air. Right. And this is the best he can do for Christmas. Like, I think think what happened was like he was he was like farting around when he was recording a Wings album and. And like, you know, because I because no, no one else in the band is on the song. So he's just like, yeah. around. he's like, oh, well, I might as well release it because I'm Paul McCartney. <laughs> It'll make money. The, the engineer's like, oh, we're still rolling, Paul. Yeah. 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 But 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 you're right. I, I I think it's the keyboard that that's the part that annoy, like annoys me the most. I'm wondering whether or not if you could just take his lyrics and put it to something a bit more, I don't know, maybe christmas traditional how it would sound maybe slow it down a bit i don't know well let's take a look let's take a look at some of the lyrics here okay the party's on the spirit's up we're here tonight and that's enough i think that pretty much encapsulates (laughs) that encapsulates his songwriting process that's good that's enough that's enough that's enough yeah cue the chorus simply having a wonderful christmas time this is the other one this is the bridge and this is what i mentioned before the choir of children sing their song. They've practiced all year long. And then you've got about like 30 seconds of a ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. So they practiced all year long to say ding dong 35 <laughs> times. And then, and, then, and then it goes back to the. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'll cut, I'll cut your mic, Curtis, if you keep. keep. Okay. So, yeah. No dispute for me. I'm not going to. Yeah. I think we we might get a lot of hate mail because we're going to be Beatle bashing because my song happens to be uh, John Lennon's Happy Xmas brackets. War is over. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, man. Curtis. So I told you before we started recording and I, I'll, I'll admit it now. It was only a few years ago and I'll say maybe three, four years ago, maybe just pre-pandemic, just before the pandemic, that I realized that it was Yoko Ono singing the chorus. Like, I thought it was, I knew there was a choir, but then I was like, there's a voice that's kind of in front of the choir. I just can't, oh my God, it's Yoko. <laughs> <laughs> I too uh, was quite recently learned that as well. I, <laughs> I kind of was focusing on the choir, I guess. But So, so apparently... 
this was like the first I think John wrote this one maybe so maybe Paul kind of wrote his song in 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 spite of John but uh yeah so this became the first Beatle to release a Christmas song after the breakup of the Beatles two years before he said he wrote it because I was sick of white Christmas um yeah I don't know if that's a good enough excuse John but <laughs> Yeah. I guess because he was doing a lot of protesting with Yoko year, those years before. And I think he was just, I don't know, you know, like white Christmas, I was saying to you, like for me, I think Christmas, especially Christmas music, I, I'm now reverting back to just traditional Christmas, like that, that golden age of, you know, guys smoking in, in white jackets Christmas. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like that classic Bing Crosby. Uh, oh yeah, album. yeah, right. yeah! Like 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 all those all those drunk white guys. Yeah, you know, yeah. Bing, and you Gene know. Autry. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I'm 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 a big fan of so the, yeah the protest song against Vietnam War and yeah you were saying about lyrics here I I'll I'll, I'll John I'll top I'll top Paul anytime right like here so this is Christmas what have you done another year over another a new one just begun. Mm-hmm. And so this is Christmas. I hope you had fun. The near and the dear ones, the old and the young. I don't know. How, how is that a protest song? Other than what have you done? <laughs> like mm-hmm. that accusing, finger pointing judgment. <laughs> it it kind of that, that what have you done kind of stands out to what is really sort of like a fairly innocuous sort of hope you had a good time and saw some people. Yep. And what was the line in the McCartney one? That's enough. That's enough. And then Yoko kicks in with the Harlem Community Choir. Very Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Hope it's a good one without any fear. <laughs> I mean, that that's a nice sentiment. I do hope that it's a good one without any fear. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think again, like he just sounds like, you know, he he had some free time. While they were recording some weird plastic Ono bands shit, and just like <laughs> came, came up with that. You know, if I could, if I could have an honorable mention, and I don't hate this song, yeah, but it does make me laugh, and that's "Christmas All Over Again" by Tom Petty. Um, simply because, kind of like the "That's Enough," it really sounds like Tom Petty is actually not a m- massive fan of Christmas when he sings the song. You know? Yeah. It's Christmas all over again. No, but I think that's again. just him. And he sounds so tired. And I know that Tom Petty always kind of sounds like that, but he sounds like so tired when he's singing it. And, you know, it's got like throwaway lyrics like, I hope you have a good one. I hope your mama gets her shopping done. <laughs> I, just, I just think these sort of, the, the, you know, there's a whole bunch of the these Christmas songs where, you know, I just think like the the I guess they just thought, you know, it's Christmas. Radio stations are going to pretty much be forced to play it, you know, mm. before. This, so we don't really have to give our best effort. I'll, I'll do one honorable mention and we'll kind of move on to the, the last one. Uh, it's the Christmas shoe song. It's the song where the little kid oh. is singing to Santa about bringing her mom a pair of shoes because it's like she's dying. <laughs> yeah. The Christmas shoes. 
I want to buy these shoes for my mother, please. It's like a country kind of song, isn't uh, it? Sort of. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know who actually sung it or what, there's many versions. I, I wonder if Michael McDonald actually has actually done one, done a Christmas album. I'll have to if, look that if, one up. If, if Michael McDonald <laughs> was going to do a Christmas album, that song, he, 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 that song would be well suited towards his uh, his stylings. Mm-hmm. That, song okay. is, that song is too depressing. Yeah, yeah. I, that, I was like, why are you trying to make me feel guilty and depressed? <laughs> okay, so most hated holiday tradition. So I have to give us both a bell because you and I came up with the same answer almost at the same time. Yeah. But I'll let you what do you what do you call it? We call it a Yankee swap. And I call it white elephant or like stealing Santa. I think I've used I've heard that term before, and that's that whole Christmas tradition of you buy I think the intention is you buy a crappy like you buy a crappy gift you're supposed to buy a crappy gift everyone brings a crappy gift at some dollar level and you go through uh, a a an order of opening up a, getting a tree getting one of the gifts opening it and then the second person um, can either open another one or steal what is already opened and the cycle continues until all the gifts are open. I'm sure there's rules, house rules that vary, but Mm -hmm. again, that kind of goes against the spirit of the season. (laughs) I just found for ours, like in our, and like, you know, anecdotally speaking from, from my experience, um, there's always like a couple of gifts that are, that, that tend to be good. And then a bunch of like stuff that's that's you know you wouldn't really want. Usually the good stuff was booze, and then there was like a big fight to get the booze. And I just thought like some people would just put in one year. I was telling you before, someone put in like a bunch of Tupperware, and tell me there was food in it. No, just <laughs> like just old. Old not, rotting and, Chinese food, not not Tupperware brand Tupperware, but like Ziploc, like those you know those Ziploc uh, Tupperware things. And uh, I think my my gra- I think it was my grandfather's girlfriend got them, and and so she was just sitting there with some Tupperware. And I think I had something, or or I think somebody else had something kind of cool that I wanted. It was my turn, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to be a good guy and I'm going to get, I'm going to take the Tupperware from this, you know, this poor woman who looks like she's having a miserable time. And because I'm sure somebody will see the gesture and will reciprocate and, you know, like get me back in the game. I sat there holding that goddamn Tupperware for about (laughs) 10 minutes, watching people do the Yankee swap. I was sidelined for the whole rest of the mm. thing. First of all, who is the jerk who put Tupperware into the Yankee swap? And secondly, well, how come I'm the only one who is but, like, I want to keep this game going and get everybody involved. So I'll steal the Tupperware. And then they're like, wow, too, too bad. For, too bad for him. He's going so, up so, Tupperware. Also, that person didn't follow the rule about like, th- there must've been a crap load of Tupperware. If you had booze and that was circulating. 
Um, it wasn't really that much Tupperware. It wasn't. <laughs> that's the problem. Like that booze, I think. So, I think the person who bought the booze went over the spending limit, and the person who bought the Tupperware went under the spending limit. Mm. And the spending limit was probably like I don't know, thirty bucks or something like that. And, we used to uh, we used to do this at our um, my my old work, and but there would be a lot of people. It would take forever to go through it. I think they actually had a rule where you could only do two or three steals before someone had to be forced to go to the pool. Yes. And for us, yeah, it came to that year or year after year while we were doing it, people were just edging the, the, the threshold so that, that their gift would be like the coveted one that you see being stolen. Mm-hmm. It came to a point that there were like power tools like <laughs> on the, on the yeah. presence. It's like, Oh, you're supposed to bring something kind of useless, but okay, whatever. But yeah, yeah. I if if that yeah, I, I'm not I'm not a huge fan. I think just because of just can we just do Secret Santa and just get something nice? And I will not, say that I still have the Tupperware, and I and I do use it. Well, hey, <laughs> my lunches at work. Joke joke on everyone else. That guy, whoever had the <laughs> booze, they probably like you know. Oh yeah, they've they've one and they've, done. They've they they've pissed that away uh like probably like I don't know, this is probably like seven years ago or something. Yeah. Maybe, maybe even more. And, so, and yeah. here you are, you know, preserving food and yes, yeah. Having and, having, and having chasing having out E. coli. Freshly sealed sandwiches. Yeah. I think you won that one. I I, I think you don't you don't give yourself enough credit. It didn't feel like it at the time. But yeah, who's laughing now? <laughs> Who's laughing now? I'd like to say I was playing the long game, but. Well, we do have a story about someone playing the long game or I don't know. We thought we did, but let's move on to our next segment. So our regular recurrence of the asshole, we thought that we'd do the Christmas asshole. So am I the Christmas asshole, Curtis? Uh, This one's a very interesting one. Am I the asshole for refusing to host a meat Christmas? M-E-A-T Christmas. Uh, we have a couple here uh, in their, uh, let's, 30s. Mm. They're both vegan. So, Curtis, did you know that the word vegan actually is derived from an ancient term called village idiot who can't hunt or fish or do chores? I did not. Ah, there you go. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. And uh, so it's it's a big part of life. So, fine, you know, you're vegan. So the in-laws have a tradition of taking turns, right, hosting Christmas. Mm -hmm. And this was their year and their first year married. So it would be their year to host. Um, And, of course, normally at Christmas, they'll have turkey, dairy products, um, et cetera, et cetera. A week ago, the sister-in-law asked me if I had brought a bought a turkey yet. I explained no. Instead, I bought I had some. Kuron substitute corn. corn? Yeah. What yeah. is corn? It's like a mushroom base. I, I remember when I flirted with vegetarianism, I, I had corn a couple of times. It's like a, I think it's like a mushroom based substitute. Now, now, do you think they make it look like a turkey or is it like a loaf of some kind? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know if it's, if, if it doesn't taste that great. So I don't know if they try to make it look appealing, but it, it, it could be in loaf form. So um, everybody started getting uncomfortable. Then all of a sudden, the mother-in-law confronted me and said that it was fine for me not to eat meat, but I was going – you were going to host. I needed to be at least, you know, let her buy and prepare the turkey, 
to bring? And she said, no. So you can only imagine husband spoke to me and said it was important that he and his family have a real turkey. Uh, But then she put up a fight and said, this is my house. I can decide what I do and do not want in it. Husband and me argued. And then um, someone else, the sister-in-law decided to host it. And the husband is going, but she is not. So, Um, yeah, I think like, first of all, and I see this in some of the comments here and I agree. It's like, I think, I think obviously, you know, being vegan is, is like, you know, perfectly uh, healthy, excellent lifestyle choice if you want to do that. Um, you know, and yeah, I guess if you don't want meat in your house, that's, you know, it's your house, but like you shouldn't be hosting things and, and expecting people to just, you know, like would that, per, would this person like it if she went to, you know, one of the other relatives and they refuse to offer a vegan, even though they know that vegans are coming, refuse to offer a vegan um, sort of alternative because they like, well, we're meat eaters in this house, you know, probably not. Hmm. We should probably wouldn't think that was that cool. Right. And, and probably they when And I guess if she, if they, if her and her husband had been vegan since before they met, they've probably been to the other, the, she's probably been to the in-laws house houses and had vegan food by this point. Right. Yeah. Because they probably either would have accommodated or, yeah. So if you if you don't want to accommodate, then don't host. And that's fine. Like you, you, nobody says that you should host or you have to host. That's, and if you don't want to host because you're not comfortable having meat in the house, that's fine. But to expect people to eat corn when they're when, like, let me tell you. <laughs> you know, like, if you, if, if you, when you're accustomed to eating turkey. And then you're going, you go somewhere and you're and you're expected to eat a mushroom based alternative. No, no, forget it. And you know what? You know where I think she's the worst is mm. is like I think a good compromise is saying okay, we won't host it and somebody else can host. But now she's not going. Now is this because she's not invited, or is she being, or is she being? petulant and not going i i i I think just that yeah because because the mother-in-law offered hey i'll bring it if you don't want to touch it because i i totally get it right yeah because i have vegetarians in my family and i go out of my way to make sure i separate everything yeah i don't use the same spoon when i'm mixing this pot that pot because i want to be respectful and i make sure that yeah the vegetarian offering is on par with what I'm kind of making for the meat eaters, quote unquote. Yep. And it doesn't feel like, oh, here, just have a bunch of sides. Yeah. Like here's a here's a celery stick and a salt shaker. Go nuts. We're all we're all we're all having filet mignon. Yeah. No, for sure. I think uh yeah, I think I think that she's being she's being ridiculous, you know? Like she's she's not being ridiculous by saying we're vegans we take it very seriously we don't want meat in our our house that's fine she is ridiculous in thinking that she can then host you know i i I assume from the looks of looks of it that every other person going 
is not vegan. Yeah. So it, it, I think to your point, you're saying, yes, please be respectful about my veganism, but yeah. you should also be respective of what their belief is and what their kind of Christmas tradition is. And not to say, oh, hey, you go out and you as the host go buy the turkey. You have to clean it. You have to touch it and yeah, do that whatever. Would be, that would be unacceptable. You yeah. Know, but so, that's the, that was never – it sounds like other people in the family are looking for compromises and she's unwilling to budge. Yeah. So asshole. Asshole. Holiday asshole. <laughs> On to the headlines. A new epidemic is raging through Springfield and this one didn't start with Krusty Burger's Whatchamacarcus sandwich. Okay, so more Christmas headlines, Curtis. I know that you're lifting, looking for gift ideas and for those listening that might be looking for last-minute gift ideas, look no further because Donald Trump reveals major announcement. That was today, right? Major announcement today. today. Yep. $99 NFTs of himself. Only $99, according to Oh, the sorry, sorry. Only $99. For the low, low price yeah. of only Oh, it's a, it's, I, I, he's practically giving these away. Um, yeah, this was great. This, this kind of made my day a little bit because he had teased this, I guess on, um, pardon me, I guess on Truth Social, which I'm not on, but he had said major announcement coming. And I think some of his adherents were very psyched. And then this was the major announcement was his line of NFTs. These have to be seen to be, to be believed. It's a, okay. It's a, it's so, a so what, can, can I read? Can I read what his tweet said? Oh, so absolutely. it said, "Major announcement: These limited edition cards feature amazing art, all in capitals, of my life and career." Now I just wanted to read that <laughs> exactly. That that's why because that's that's why as you're going to go, I know what you're where you're going, and you're going to describe some of these cards. But I wanted to read that the fact that this is supposed to be amazing art of his life and career, Curtis. <laughs> so every listener, please head on over. I don't care. Give them some hits. Don't give them your email. Give them some hits. Collecttrumpcards.com, and you're already there, Curtis. So why don't you uh, give us a little. So I can't. I can't see all of them right now. Um, but uh, yeah, the, so s- s- like I can't see the one with him uh, at the the stock market, uh, standing in front of a of a of a of a bull stock market board wearing a wearing wearing a Dow cap. That was the funny thing that that Larry noticed. Uh, that you noticed, Larry, was um, that even though in some of these uh, NFTs he has a red cap, there's no MAGA MAGA branding. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, Let me see. Oh, there's yeah, it's, there's, yeah. It's 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 taken some time to load on my end too, but I actually have it up and running. So you have so if you are visiting this website before you hit buy now, you have to watch this YouTube video that's embedded on the homepage. It yeah. took me a while to figure out whether or not it's real or <laughs> fake because just the way it was produced and the dialogue of his speech about it, I just went is this like some kind of deep fake thing? I'm, I'm, I'm like, I don't want to be Santa Claus conquers the Martians or, or, um, or I'm just not in on the joke like Napoleon Dynamite here because I feel like I'm being trolled by this video, but no, he's serious. Yeah, so yeah. 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 So he's got these NFTs, which already, he doesn't know what an NFT is per se, because NFTs are supposed to be rare. You're only supposed to have 
so many to make them quote unquote rare. This doesn't look like it's any limited. Like I think you're just paying for this these NFTs. Yeah. These images, which are you know, quote unquote art. So there's there's one of him as, you know, uh Texas Ranger. Right? Yeah. I love the astronaut one. The astronaut one is so good. He's got and you can see he's got sunglasses on while he's while 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 he's in the helmet. Yeah, while he's in the 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 the, the Evo walk suit sort yeah. of thing. Um, um there's 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 uh there's of course the the what what i like to call the homelander cosplay uh oh yeah that's yeah. like a superhero with an american flag so remember remember according to his tweet this is his life and career yeah and, and so don't forget the one space. Where, yeah he's been to space <laughs> he's he's been a texas ranger yeah um there's the one where he's kind of uh what's a uh, tom cruise character is it maverick oh, is a maverick yeah yeah, the, yeah he's right. got he's got a little maverick uh going on he's yeah. got his uh his daytona racing driving suit so he's he's raced daytona yeah he's and, got, there, there's one where it's just him giving a double flum, thumbs up and then there's all these gold bricks with his name on them just flying everywhere yeah. And again, yeah, I can see I'm trying to share the screen with you and it's not loading. But in the in the crawl is the one that you and I thought. See, you said boxing ring. I thought wrestling ring. It's right. him dressed as Superman with the American flag as his cape with a gold belt. I'm pretty sure it's still wrestling. He doesn't have boxing gloves on, Curtis. Yeah, there is another one where he's got boxing gloves. That's the one where he's got like the gold yeah, the gold boxing gloves, and and then there's the part two of that Superman esque one where he's tearing his suit open and he's yeah. got lasers coming out of out of his eyes while he's standing in front of Trump Tower. Yeah, and 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 might might I add that the website <laughs> I'm not making this up. The website is called Collect Trump Cards All One Word dot com. Yep. So, but Curtis, not only. Mm. 90 the low low price of only a 99 dollars but there's like a, a contest right so if you buy these you have a chance to win a dinner in miami with donald trump mm-hmm. sorry it says hosted by trump so he may not be eating with you yeah uh you get to go to mar mar lago group cocktail hour wow one-on-one meeting that one, apparently, you have to buy quite a bit of NFTs. You might have to buy the entire collection. Uh, apparently, I did the math, Curtis. Uh, buying the whole collection will cost you about uh, $5,000. Oh, well worth it. Um, play golf with Trump and your friends. Ooh, individual Zoom call or group Zoom call. Hand signed <laughs> memorabilia. Golden edition signed e-trading card. So win one of 25 incredibly rare gold digital trading cards so even in the nft world curtis gold is gold is king yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah uh yeah i i uh, i i love i love all this and i i love the rollout today because you know he 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 launched it on uh on truth social and uh and then a lot of people lost their shit um and 
not just the usual people that you would think, which would be like, um, you know, like, 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 you know, liberal. <laughs> like people, know, with, liberal, tr- with people with people uh, with Trump uh, derangement syndrome. Yeah. Liberals with Trump, Trump derangement syndrome. Uh, also, like a lot of um, um, conservatives also were like, what the hell is this? You know, like. Like we we were hoping for a serious for something serious, um, and so then all of a sudden he he has a about an hour later I guess he has another uh, launch of 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 his um, free speech policy which I guess he will implement you know when he becomes president in his in his mind and. Um, the the uh the free speech the uh the the uh free speech policy you can really tell was launched as damage control because i think he wanted this to be a big deal on its own but because he couldn't resist a bit of a grift he launched these nfts and then uh and then when he saw how how or when he might not have seen but somebody told him like how it was being received then all of a sudden he releases this other policy and it gets completely buried by these ridiculous nfts like this guy just has no clue what he's doing well he he, he was told people are making boatloads of money on it they 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 go up in value yada 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 and thought yeah, yeah. he would be a good model for NFTs doing all these fantastical things. Like y- you laugh at Kim Jong-un or even Putin doing these stunts, you know, and here you have an American ex-president doing basically the same thing. But yeah. they're, they're even more comical because the, the artwork is is like – as much as Trump loves it, they're, they're, they're horrible. Like, that's why I was waiting to see, did someone spoof this? Like, is this, is this, is this a joke? Is this, is this by the same makers of pigeons are pigeons are fake.com or what was that? Pigeons aren't real. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I'm going, oh, I don't know. I can't tell. Okay. Well, any case, what was the website again, Curtis, for people that want to visit? <laughs> oh, collect, collect Trump cards.com. Oh, fantastic! Okay, let's go on to the- We'll make uh, the 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 the, Ma- the maga the maga fan and your family happy this holiday season. Yeah, break out that digital wallet. Okay, uh, I didn't realize there was a tall a toy hall of fame, but I guess I shouldn't be surprised. The top Lightbright and Masters of the Universe all inducted into the, the 2022 toy hall of fame, Curtis. I'm quite surprised. Top. Yeah, the top. Yeah, like yeah. we're talking, you know, the spinning thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then like the light I, bright. I, I will have to look, but I would laugh if Shogun Warriors were in there before the top. Yeah. And light bright. Really? Light bright? After all these years, who's voting for the light bright? If it didn't go in earlier, who's voting for it? And as a toy collector myself... I don't have any Master of the Universe because I never liked them as a kid and I don't like them now and I've seen them in toy shows. I'm not a huge fan of them even now because there's the the, the movement articulation is not there because it's just basically swivel arm, swivel leg. 
Mm-hmm. And then like what? He-Man had that damaged chest thing, right? Or did they all have that? No, only He-Man. You could only get that for He-Man and Skeletor. Yeah, where where you're like, oh, you punch him in the chest and then it's like, oh, yeah. armor dented. And yeah. It was just like this Rolodex, right? That you yeah, just kind of turn. Yeah, roll it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had like my brother more than me, but we had like quite a bit of He-Man uh, Masters of the Universe stuff um, going up. Yeah, as you can see from the picture, it's it's got He-Man and Skeletor in there, uh, you know, both wearing sort of like those furry loincloth uh, type things. And and jacked. And jacked. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. The muscles on these guys. This is a skeleton. He's supposed to be he's supposed this is a to skeleton be. and he's got he's got huge muscles. Um yeah, so that's uh the Masters of the Universe. We had I don't know if you remember this, Larry, um, but um so there was Castle Grayskull, that was one of the play sets. Mm-hmm. And then the other play set was called um this was like the the uh, Skeletor's Lair and his crew was called Snake Mountain. And Snake Mountain came with this cheap microphone that would like super distort your voice so that like you could make like an ominous like, hey, man, welcome to Snake Mountain. And then it would just kind of like 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 really, really do this really caustic distortion of your voice. Mm. No, it no, I, I totally remember. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like it was, it was the kind of thing that, that parents bought and then immediately regretted. It's, it's what the evil uncle buys. And then like, here, have oh, some yeah. extra batteries Yeah, and turn it up and, you know, aim it at your, aim it at your parents' wall. So the, this trio of toys were uh, chosen from a field of 12. Which included, and this list is really, I don't know if it's bothersome or like made me even more confused. It in, so this the the list of finalists also included Bingo. Uh, oh, and I can't tell if that's like the dog toy. or Bingo. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's like I don't think maybe it's 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 small B, but it says Bingo, mm. Briar Horses, mm. Catan, Nerf. So also Nerf being a weird one because it's like well. Are you are you saying all of Nerf? Yeah. But I guess if they're saying all of Masters of the Universe, so I guess all that toy line. But fine. Yeah, Nerf is pretty broad, broad and stuff. The pinata, uh, arguably not really a toy. No, I think if you speak to speak to someone of, of of Spanish or Mexican descent, not a toy, right? No, it's just something that you whack open to get candy, like a toy to me. And same with bingo. Like games are games really toys? Like toys, I think of as something that you, mm-hmm. like, 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 like that 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 you play with, like, yep. like you play games, but you don't really play. You don't really play with them. Like you move counters around and roll dice yep. or whatever. But like, I just don't don't see From, that being a toy so much. Yep, uh, same vintage, I believe, of as, as Masters of the Universe, uh, Pound Puppies. Oh yeah, they were adorable, and the Spirograph. Oh yeah, the Spirograph. Did you I, have I'm, one? I'm, I did. I probably didn't know how to use it at first, and I just kind of went to the wayside. <laughs> um, I'm surprised that Spirograph and Lightbright, and even the top, like, are in in people's 
psyche. You know what I mean? Is the Easy Bake Oven in there already? Uh, I, 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 I would have to go to that website to see what's been inducted previously, but it's just seems this, like, I would think there'd be more modern toys or within the last, say, 20 years, but not to see Spirograph and Pound Puppies and Nerf. <laughs> I don't know. I know. Any case, I, I know I saw, um, I, I, a couple of years ago, I saw the list of the toys that were getting inducted and, uh had kind of the same reaction that we're having right now. Like, just sort of like, what? <laughs> um, I don't know, Curtis. Is, is there a toy, if you can kind of think in your childhood, that you would hope is already in the Hall of Fame or should be uh, perhaps considered for one? Um, definitely Star Wars figures. Okay. That was like that was like the the only thing that was the only thing that we really played with. I, I figured that's a given. Mm-hmm. For me, and I I have to look up what the toy was, but I don't know if you remember, but uh I believe it was like a a a an 11-inch action figure. Um it was like a man his his body was somewhat transparent, kind of like Million Dollar Man, and he had a pump on his back that yeah. actually pumped pumped his heart, and you would actually see like the blood going through the veins. Do you remember? Do you vaguely remember? I, have a memory of of I that? Think he was called Pulsar. I have to look that one up because I re- I have very fond memories of. <laughs> that yeah, I toy. remember that toy. Yeah, right. Like I don't know if it if it activated other biometrics within his 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 his. his nervous system but i think i think it's pulsar i'm looking at him right now is pulsar okay yeah there you go mattel's pulsar the ultimate man of adventure you know what i did have if uh, um just because yeah because star wars figures is kind of an easy one i did have and i loved it a uh arthur fonzarelli the fonz action figure and remember like how some action figures they would have that that They'd have that uh, button in the in the in the back of the action figure. You pushed it, and it would do like a kung fu grip or a karate chop. Yeah. So the Fonz, you put a comb in his hand, and you press the the button on his back, and he'd lift his hand up and comb his hair. Oh, so cool! <laughs> I thought I would just kind of like just do a fun thumbs up. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> that would that would make more sense. Now that you think about it. There was there was definitely a comb accessory involved. All right. So the last and final story. Um, we've been talking about Elon and uh, Bankman Freed for the last couple of weeks, right, Curtis? I found a story that has both of them together to end off our Christmas episode, and that is Elon Musk and AOC finally agree. SBF, so Bankman-Fried, was bad at League of Legends. So this was a story that was kind of written back a while, uh, not too recently, because uh, Bankman-Fried is now under the custody of the FBI. But uh, both uh, Elon and uh, AOC tweeted, um, Elon tweeted, SBF was bad at at League, Nuff said. And then uh, AOC made fun of him by saying, VCs were impressed by a bronze three. No offense to bronze threes, but League yeah. of Legends. 
very popular video game, popular competitive video game. Um, you know, geez, it's probably the one that started it all in some ways. Uh, I guess if it wasn't a first person shooter, I guess that that format, right? Yeah. What is that? Is that called like a, a MOBA? Uh, MOBA? MOBA. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not, not into them at all. But uh, yeah, I certainly have heard of uh, League of Legends and uh, and Dota. Those are the big ones, right? Dota Two. Dota Two. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> I think the first one people just kind of like, yeah, let's, let's yeah. not. When I was in when I was in Peru, that was but, uh, that's what people would do with the kids. They'd go to like uh, web cafes in uh, and, and play Dota Two. Yeah, but apparently the story goes where he, I think. Bankman Freed would actually play League of Legends during meetings and things like that. Yeah, like yeah, he, yeah. He said he and he said he didn't enjoy it. He said he didn't really enjoy it, but he'd do it anyway. Classic, yeah. right? Like I don't even like this, but I, you know. So, so it. as as he began, beca- uh, as his descent started, I think that's when Elon kind of wanted to make fun of him and said, "Oh, he's not good at League." So bronze level three. Um, it sounds pretty low, you know, bronze generally, you know, is, uh, I know, I know like for PlayStation achievements, bronze is usually like, you know, turn on the game. Um, but level three, is that good? Like, is, is it, is it, is it like level three bronze, then you go to level one silver? Or is it the other way around where like you start at level three bronze and you go to level two, then you go up to level one and then you get to the silver tier? Um, so I'm looking it up. Uh, I believe it does work like that. So the question is, how high does bronze go? Because <laughs> that sounds, that does sound. So apparently, according to this, 22% of all the players in the world are bronze. And uh, I believe iron is the lowest. Yeah. And then it goes up. And the question is how many levels within each designation exists? Um so either maybe there's five, maybe there's five levels. Yeah, in each I'm looking one. at it right now. There's five levels of, so there's iron, and then five levels of bronze, five levels of silver, five levels of gold, five levels of platinum, five levels of diamond, and then you get the ma- you get to master and grandmaster tier. Mm-hmm. So basically, like he was like, do you remember Canada Fitness? So yes. it's like the participant pin. Remember the pin that you get if you were, if you if you didn't even if you didn't do well enough to even get like a like a badge. Mm. That's that was his level. Like basically bringing, participant. Bringing back horrible memories, Curtis. The flex arm hang. Flex arm hang. Yeah. The endurance run. Freaking partial curl ups. Go to hell, partial curl ups. <laughs> I, I guess. Okay. So, what? Before we get off this, I think my biggest problem with of that uh, that whole thing of what was it what was it called again? Remind me because Canada I'm Fitness. Kind of Canada Fitness. Thank you. I was trying to block it on my psyche. Um, what I didn't like about it is it just kind of popped out of nowhere, and then you had one time to do it. Like there was no kind of Let's get you ready for Canada Fitness, which I would have thought be the th- way to go versus 
let's just throw this pop quiz at you and okay, now do the endurance run. And if you don't jog, you don't do anything, you're just expected to do this run or do any of those other things. Like, yeah, I, I don't remember there was like a practice of, of, of kind of leading uh, up to the, to game day. You know what I mean? No, there wasn't, there wasn't at all. Yeah. So um, you, you think, you think a karate Christmas miracle kid <laughs> just suddenly became black belt without a bit of practice. Come on. Yeah. Even he would have wanted a bit of time to, to try the shuttle run before getting, getting actually timed on it. Yeah. You remember the shuttle run? That's when we had to like run back and forth and pick up bean bags. Yeah. You know, sort yep. of a relay type thing, but with, yep. but just by yourself. Yeah, that's okay. That's, it's, you know, wind sprints. That's, that's basically. Freaking hated doing. it. I hated it. And I always brought down my overall score because I did pretty well at the endurance run. I usually got excellence in that. I'd get excellence in the flex arm hang and I'd get excellence in the curl ups, even though I hated them. And then all the stupid sprints I'd get, I'd get less than bronze. They, I'd, I'd be at like, I'd be at like Bankman fried level. <laughs> you bronze three. Yeah. Bronze three. Oh my Elon God. Musk was like, Elon Musk was mocking me on like a BBS. <laughs> well, there goes another holiday episode. Everybody, thank you for listening. You can catch Curtis and I weekly, though I think we're going to take a Christmas break and we'll be back in January. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can catch Curtis and I on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, whoever's on that Uh and everywhere where you find your favorite podcasts on those platforms where you can leave a comment or rating, please do. It will help others find our little podcast. So Curtis, any last uh, Christmas cheers or holiday thoughts? Um, yeah, just like you say, I'm, I think it's going to be really interesting to take, uh, take Arthur around. Um, so he's, we're going on our first big trip because we're going to go up to Chelsea, Quebec uh, to Heather's brother's place. Um, because he hasn't met a lot of uh, people from that side of the family yet. So um, I don't know what, uh, do you got um, any uh, advice from when, uh, when Callum was, uh, was, was uh, having his first Christmas? No, I think he slept through most of it because he, he was a little older than Arthur. So, but again, that party noise, you'd be surprised that that droning noise of just people talking like, uh, but it's great yeah. because you have people that are willing to help and take care. And, you know, it's, it's the, 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 the village mentality of, of newborn. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, the, you know, I, I think it is a, it is a, a fun time uh, as, as I remember. And then, you know, each year it gets more and more interesting, you know, and it still does. Right. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah, it should so, be should be good. Should be good. Oh um, no, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And for all of our listeners, so hopefully you will enjoy your holiday break. You know, maybe Santa will throw up in your living room, you just can, like what's going to happen in Curtis. You got to brace yourself for that, man. Oh yeah, that that belly has a lot of stuff in it. So you you get a big dustpan and and cleaning. Oh, and, we we've uh, we've seen we've seen it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All there's right, nothing, folks. There's nothing that he, he can throw at us now. I, I feel that we've been seen in some form. Gotcha. All right, folks. 
Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber. Oh, I'm living the good life while I'm working from home.